Welcome, body, everybody ever back to the show of shows right here on Fox Sports Radio 96.9 FM and Fox Sports Radio 1340 AM Fox Sports. The soul in sports, no. Where barbershop talk meets radio, yes. But this is Around the Blocks with Mike Knox and Chris Platt. So how you guys doing out there, Chris? How you doing, most importantly, my friend? Greetings and salutations, everybody. And I'm just maintaining, man, through this quarantine. How you holding up, man? Uh, quarantine holding and still not folding because we're here to stay, baby. Like Dusty Rhodes taught me the American dream that is, baby. Dusty Rhodes, baby. But besides that, you see what I'm putting on today, right? You see what I got on. You see I got on all the accolades uh... of, of his airness. The Chicago Bulls, this documentary, right, that has swept, I mean swept, like Charlotte Flair being the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. So I'm doing good. I'm just happy this documentary is showing all the things that people I've been telling them for years has been out there to be showing them. Chris, but besides that, I digress, my friend. It's a wrestling show. How you doing, brother? Well, you know, I have my bones to pick with that documentary because it's like the ghost of my childhood trauma coming on. They showed the shot, went in-depth into that. Isaiah Thomas, for those who don't know, is my favorite basketball player of all time. They showed the end, ending of that era and whatnot. So I have mixed feelings about the documentary. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I think it's a fascinating look into the mind of a madman. But at the same point in time, it's bringing up some brutal, brutally so painful memories for me. That is I'm so, just saying. That is so disrespectful, the memories. I, Listen, I, without the shot, there can be no block. So you got your get backings with the cane. Come on, the chosen one came through and delivered. Let it go. Let him go. Right. You know how embarrassing it is. Number one, growing up, Cleveland was always the butt of every joke in all the TV shows, <laughs> all the movies. And our losses are so monumental that they just they, they have their own names. We got the shot, the drive, the fumble. Like, come on, man. It's it's everything. But yeah, it's that's just Cleveland sports for you. And it's finest. But besides that, it, you know what? Last week, we got into the week in wrestling. And it wasn't, I didn't feel it was like one of the best weeks. You know what I mean? Coming off of it, just everything that's going on with the releases that happened. And, and Howard Finkel passing away. And just overall, it just had like this bad stigma, if you will, so to speak, on the week in professional wrestling. But here we are again, being wrestling fans again, doing a show Monday before Raw. Before SmackDown, before AEW, before NXT, before NWA, before documentaries, after the after the fact and before the fact as well, Chris. But I I thought this week in wrestling, you know, I hang on lie, okay. I did go back and watch it yesterday Sunday. It was nothing else on. I wanted to make sure what I saw wasn't a mirage, and I was I was happily enjoying with all the products this past week, Chris. I agree with that, Mike, and that's pretty much what wrestling is. You know what uh, wrestling reminds me of? It reminds me of black award shows. You're, you're going to get some amazing moments. You're going to get some horrible moments. You're going to get some cringeworthy moments. You're going to get some unintentional comedy. But overall, you're going to be entertained. And that's how I feel about wrestling, and that's how I felt about this week. This was an entertaining week of wrestling. And I got to give special shout-out to NXT. Because I've been very critical of NXT, and this has probably been the best post-quarantine NXT that they've presented in a long time. Well, no, that they've presented, yeah, post-quarantine, yeah. So, uh, post-quarantine, quarantine about to be kind of lifted. A couple places out there being lifted. Georgia starting their campaign. Yeah. Texas today, I think, uh, Miami, uh, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, that first wave, that first step. So still people hashtag stay safe, in my opinion, and stay hashtag stay home still is the best way to get over this epidemic. But this is not a political show. This is a show about wrestling and entertainment. So we're going to try to entertain you right now and talk wrestling. And by talking wrestling, Chris, we're going to lead off with what leads off the week in wrestling, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw last week, Chris, um... I'm going to say this much, and yeah, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm not going to let the fans interfere with me this time or, or whatever like that. That's what you can do. Um, we knew McIntyre, and we knew Rollins was coming. I'm okay with that. I said it before, okay? Uh, I, I want to I, I like this matchup on several reasons, and, and I will like it for several reasons. But what I didn't like about Raw was having Selena Vega and her crew, and let's just say the best thing in wrestling all week long was Selena Vega, okay? I don't care what to say. 
Alistair Black, you are the luckiest man in professional wrestling. People used to think it was Bray Wyatt because he got JoJo, but no, you got Selena Vega. Okay, so, but the fact that her crew was afraid, I don't know if I like that when, you know, I, I get, at least go in there and play the ticket roll in the ring, kind of like the, the, the Stooges would do, you know what I mean, and, and, and those guys, but I thought Raw was a very solid show, and I'll let you tell us what happened in that solid show, Chris. Well, first and foremost, I think uh, Cody Rhodes would like to be in that discussion for luckiest men in wrestling. I just, I'm just saying. Okay. I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I like. I, I love Brandy. I'm not going to sit there and disrespect her by saying I like Brandy. We all love Brandy, but again, tomato, tomato, and the looks of those in the eyes of the beholder. And I like to behold something like I'm saying top five women in wrestling off looks alone. I'm not talking about their wrestling ability. I was going to put. I'm not going to put it in no particular order. You got Brandy. You got Selena Vega. Okay. You got uh. Uh, uh, EST herself, in my opinion, Bianca Blair. You got who you call the ravishing Rhea Ripley, okay? And and I gotta the, go delicious, uh, sir. Delicious. delicious. I'm sorry. Uh, and and I gotta say, um, what's my girl? Oh, I'm so apologetic right now. Uh, uh backstage girl that does the, the does the oh um uh oh the the shapeshifter. You talking about um what's her name? Kayla Braxton, the shapeshifter. Because she looks. She looks different every time we see her. She's a shapeshifter. How dare you put Kayla Braxton? Oh, where's Dyson? I need him. Charlie. Charlie Caruso. Oh, Charlie. Yes. Charlie. Okay. Well, you insane. Okay. okay. That's the top five women in wrestling right now. Right there. Boom, 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 boom. Charlie. No particular order. Okay. But Selena Vega to me was the best thing in wrestling last week. That's just what I'm saying. So we're, we're going to act like Mrs. Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, doesn't exist. Okay, cool. I'm not knocking Sasha as a competitor. I'm not even knocking Sasha as a Barker beauty, or in this case, a Barker beauty pop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they not. I mean, I grew up watching Family uh, 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 Prices, right? Okay, and it was girls all over the place. Okay, forget Hugh Hefner. We had Bob Barker for the ones who had yes. grandmoms growing up. Okay, and the Barker beauties, which Sasha Banks is above and beyond those girls as well. Just not my top five. That's all I'm saying. I put it in my top ten, not my top five. Okay. That's what it is. Oh, I'm how not magnanimous putting Charlotte Flair in there anywhere. So, you know, you know, she's not aesthetically pleasing. Oh, she's top 10. How magnanimous of oh, you, sir. So you're going to take, Anywho, so, you take it out, Bianca Blair, for, for Sasha Banks? Go right ahead. I, I no, 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 okay. so no. My, my, my top five, in, in no particular order, my Man, top five would be. We're men. <laughs> Brandy, touche, touche. Brandy Rose, uh-huh. Sasha Banks. Okay. Bianca Belair. Okay. Naomi. Ah, I cannot forget Naomi. Okay, go ahead. You cannot forget okay, Naomi. Okay. She's in my top ten. She's in my top ten. Flip me young all day. And, I mean, since, uh, you know, to add a little diversity into the you don't have none so far. You can see where you're no, going so, with this. This is where Barbershop Talk yeah. is radio. Because I'm black, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> Blickety black, the black, black, y'all. I'll throw Zelina in there. Okay. Even though I feel like I'm forgetting a sister, but I'll throw Zelina in there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What happened on Monday Night Raw there, Chris? All right, so Monday Night we're all started with the World Heavyweight Champion, Drew McIntyre. He came out, cut a promo, talked about his match with Rollins, and the whole Selena Vega thing that you talked about, which I liked a lot more than you did. It, it, it's kind of throwback, you know what I mean? It, it's it kind of takes me back to Hogan versus the Heenan family, uh, when Bobby Heenan would have his monster yeah, of the week yeah. line up to try to defeat Hulkamania. That's where I feel like they're going with this. And I like Selena having a stable. Yeah, Austin Theory, I don't get it. But okay, it's, he can it's, it's something new. He can wrestle, yeah. and I yeah. take him before the yeah. Forgotten Sons, and we talk about SmackDown later because I'm not yeah. a fan of that gimmick at all. But it's a gimmick. They, they took our jobs. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that gimmick basically. Yeah. They took our jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. But go ahead. <laughs> and spe- speaking of uh, Mr. Vega, uh, Alistair Black, yes. he opened oh, up for all by defeating. Are we calling him Mr. Vega? <laughs> I like it. Well, continue, well. Mr. Vega, Alistair Black. I, I, that's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He defeated Austin Theory, which was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see him and his wife kind of go back and forth. Just, you know, breaking the fourth wall type yeah. of gimmick, you know, yeah. that was kind of cool. So that match, I mean, it was what it was. It was a match. They're super high on Aleister Black, as yes, we definitely. all know. So yeah. we know. Uh, we also had Shayna Baszler defeat Indy Hartwell in a, basically just yeah. a glorified squash match. Yeah. Trying to keep Shayna hot, you know. Uh-huh. Got to. You got you to gotta make sure that Shayna is still out there uh, whipping people's asses. Or in this case, whipping women's asses. Okay? Because we, 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 we don't know what's going on with the round-the-round situation. As far as, so as far as I'm concerned, uh, speaking, 
their friendship, right? And if there's enough respect, you know, there's always that friend in the business, friend out the business, one talking about the business that they're in and how that can put a strain on the talent, okay? Nobody talks about that as much as about how that can, you know, that dynamic goes. So I think personally, you got to keep Shayna happy. That's just me. That's a talent you cannot afford to lose. And that's a talent I wouldn't want to see go anywhere else because I like how they package her. I said package I agree. her at the same time. Just saying. Being childish today. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, grab my thandles well, in honor of, uh, you know, the one-year anniversary. I'm just saying, would you be completely shocked if you found out Shayna had a package? No disrespect. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. No, Anywho. Robin moving right along. Okay. We had uh, Cedric Alexander and my man Rick O'Shea mm. defeat Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. And I don't like the idea of putting them together just because you have nothing better to do with them. So you just put them in a tag team because they're very similar. And then they're they're both spectacular in the ring. Not really the best on the mic. But there's a charisma there with, with Cedric that I think they can tap into. And I love Rick O'Shea. Prior to his WWE stint, he was my favorite wrestler in the world to watch actually wrestle. Okay. So I guess they're doing something with them. So, okay. Because they're doing something, you're there. Um, I, that's that's the part of Raw that, you know, I kind of probably got lost and probably started watching the, the – I had to go back. One of the things I, I did have to go back and watch was that one. So, uh, but continue. So moving right along, this is probably the most, um, we'll say, controversial match of the week. Oh, here we which go. was <laughs> Nia Jax versus Kyrie Sade. And uh, – uh, yeah, the, the 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 beautiful Nia Jax, Big Fine, a.k.a. And a lot of people felt a certain way about this match. You know, well, you know, Mike, there's somewhat of a... Nia has somewhat of a stigma online and a reputation for being a non-safe worker. And there was a particular spot in this match where I think Nia was attempting to go for a buckle bomb. And I, I, I don't know, wires got crossed and it looked like Kyrie... She barely uh, did you see the a, did you see the video that was recorded that someone else caught where you hear uh her saying I'm not ready I'm not set I'm not set I'm not set I did hear that but there's also uh, you know I, I take this into consideration too because you know uh Kyrie's second language is English okay. so I could see a I could see a scenario when you're in the ring with somebody because I felt the same way when she got hurt with uh Becky and Charlotte there's a little bit of a language barrier. So maybe wires got crossed. There was miscommunication. You know, Mike, I hate having these type of conversations because I'm not qualified to have an opinion on this type of thing. I've never stepped foot in a wrestling ring, let alone trained or had a match or anything like that. So when people start to talk about, well, yeah. this worker's unsafe, Dream, that worker's unsafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not qualified to have an opinion on that, man. You know I, I don't think I am. What gets me the most in that is, as I move this picture over a little bit, um, and, and make sure you guys go, make sure you follow the podcast, uh, download it anywhere podcasts are sold at thechairshot.com, hashtag use your head at foxsportsradio 1340am.com, and anywhere podcasts are available, just you know, pretty pretty much just Google us. Just Google the Mike Knox show around the block with Mike Knox, Soul and Sports, BDSR Network, wherever you like your podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, we're all there as well. But the the talk that I do not like though, um, that she has going around is that this she is unsafe. And I'm glad you actually touched on Chris. Um you've never been in the ring before. So many fans just in just today's world just want to just rip everybody now it, it's always been this rumor since she hurt uh, she hurt becky was that she's unsafe and she's green and there is no language barrier there to play jesus advocate i like to play i like to say devil jesus advocate and and in doing so that if she was not the rock's cousin she would not be there and to those fans i go fooey Maybe that thing before that was out there about, hey, he helped her get the job and he threatened to maybe. Remember this rumor that was a couple years ago that if she yes. if didn't keep her, he would not appear any longer? Well, that was before injuries started happening, okay? And she started jeopardizing. And I also believe one thing more than anything that I've learned about the Anawani family, and that's any family, in my, in my opinion, the Heart Foundation, you know, nepotism is a motherfucker. Okay, so if you can help someone, why not? However, I say fully because I, I doubt at this point that they love her. The WWE, they, how can you not see that she's their female version 
okay, of, of Andre the Giant, of the big show. She can maybe not as big as China or those people, but she's that giant of a female they've really never had and had at a point where she is pretty. She is a looker, and she does have lineage, okay? Things happen in a wrestling ring all the time. I've seen Sasha Banks almost hurt someone. I've seen Charlotte Flair almost hurt someone, but because you guys love them so much, you don't see it. So um, this whole thing about should they fire her and they, should they get rid of her, that's not my call. I don't think they should. I don't think they will. I think things happen in this business the same way when you guys are calling for Seth Rollins' head. I haven't heard y'all guys say he hasn't been safe in quite some time, okay? So everybody makes mistakes. I also hate the words Chris botches. Botches. I, I, can, I guarantee you, if you watch a wrestling show on any show or any program you catch, if there's five matches in a night, you're going to get four quote-unquote air quotes here, boss, who are, or, or not listening, who are catching on the podcast, uh, botches, because I hate the word, okay? Mistakes happen, they're professionals. What makes it better is when they make those mistakes, they overcome them. And we go through, like, even Triple H, recently we're going to talk about him, and that uppercut to, to Kurt Angle, right? And he completely missed them, and Kurt still had to sell it. Things happen. It's professional wrestling. Move on. She's safe. You know, hopefully she's not seriously hurt. And, and, and go from there, Chris. Can I shoot for a second, please? I'm gonna sit back. All right, just uh, all right. In 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 terms of the uh, nepotism critiques, yo, I wouldn't have my shoot job if I didn't just so happen to be banging a young lady that's been working for the corporation for eight years. Okay, so grow up, America. That's how this works. Okay, it is what it is. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And if you don't know that. I don't know what to tell you. That's why you're sitting in your grandma's basement, burning your, the roof of your mouth on Tostina pizza rolls. But that's right neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with everything you said about Naya. She she is attractive. She and I mean, you know, the, the, there's this whole push right now for body positive image, mm-hmm. and and she yes. fits that bill to a T. Right. And there's money in here. Uh, one of the things I think that isn't touched upon enough is you compare her to the Andre the Giants and, and people of that ilk. That's one thing that people don't take into consideration. She's just so much bigger and stronger than a lot of the other young ladies that right. she's competing with. So sometimes shit is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, have you ever not like played fight with your with your kids or your significant other and you you think you're throwing love taps, but because of just the fear, sheer size yes. and strength Absolutely. of you. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Sometimes they get a little hurt. Sometimes, yeah. you know, might be a little bruise here or there yeah. or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not intentional. It just happens. So, yeah, y'all, y'all need to back up, man. And most of the people that are having these complaints have never done any sort of athletic endeavor whatsoever. So the, the worst they do is run to the kitchen to go get a grab another Mountain Dew before they get back online and spew their hatred. So everybody, y'all got to relax, man. Good these old, things happen. Good old Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, Grandma. I'm just saying. Not my prison, Shank. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on there, man. <laughs> and, and, I, and I do. I do agree. I just, I just... This is that part of the business that fans like to debate. Because I, I, I'm learning some things about myself. I'll be 45 this year, okay? And I've been watching wrestling a long time. And when it comes to music, movies, I've realized I'm that old person. I've realized I'm the character from Up, okay? I'm the old man <laughs> from Up with, mixed with Al Bundy in them. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of Cosby minus the Cosby in them, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just, I'm just that guy. You know what I mean? And I've realized that, being stuck in my ways, I can learn some things. I'm learning, okay, this this is a dumb debate because it's not our job to debate this. You have not, now, let me see her peers come out and rip her about being unsafe. Even those who are not in the company with her, okay? And then I can say, there's some fluidity. Don't show me one or two, okay? Because I've interviewed some guys, okay, um, in the past, former, former Nexus members, that says John Cena broke his arm. God know what it is. And, you know, Tarver, go look it up. Okay. Had him on the program. Said that John Cena broke his arm on purpose. We don't know these things. That's what he feels. But unless you see more cases of him saying that there, Cena did this on purpose, where's the track record? All right. Of this. Things happen. And I think the girls in the back know that. I'm quite sure she was apologetic. And she keeps her job because she's going to keep her job. And, yeah, you know what? It doesn't help to give a little rub of the elbows, as Vince McMahon said on as he appeared on SmackDown, okay? With him and The Rock, he can have here and there. Because as far as we know, The Rock says he retired and he's not coming back and for anything. But, you know, also in the wrestling business, that you know, it's wrestling. Anything can happen except for Shawn Michaels having a match against AJ Styles, apparently. I'm, I'm sorry.
I'm, I'm... Uh, well, all right. What happened on AEW this week? Okay, because oh, we're not even finished with Raw. Go ahead, because we got into this subject. So go ahead, finish up with Raw and what happened with Raw. I do apologize for that. Alright, so just real quick, so both Apollo Crews and Rey Mysterio qualified for the Money in the Bank climb the corporate ladder match that's going to be happening here I momentarily. I don't the Mysterio part other than it's Rey Mysterio. That's it. Like, it's Rey Mysterio. Not, I did not like that Buddy Murphy didn't get that spot. It's Mysterio. Birdie He's Murphy, got a name. Buddy Murphy should have got that spot. Fair enough. Uh, Liv Morgan also defeated Ruby Riot. I don't know if this either. brings it in. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was whatever. And your girl, Charlotte Flair. I'm sorry, what? Charlotte Flair. That's not how you say her name. I, I know how you say your name. I was trying to put no, it on no. the T for you so you right, do your right. thing. Well, you know, unfortunately, I suck at golf. So, but when you say her <laughs> name, you say it with some flair because she, her name is Charlotte, the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Flair, continue. Defeated Kaden Carter, who appears to be just like jobber to the stars. She jobs everywhere. She jobs on NXT. Now they got a job in on Raw. Listen, you, you saw what happened on SmackDown, right? They said, oh, here's the uh, training center uh, participant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how, how are they yeah. going the guy who like, yeah, he's from the training center. And he's going to go fight Seamus. That's how it, and you saw him kind of <laughs> running the ring with the referee while Seamus was on the, on the ropes. We're going to talk about SmackDown in a second, man. But, yeah, they're, they're bringing back what I personally, and I know it's because of this epidemic that we're in, and it, it is probably going to stop. But I have been clamoring. I have been uh, appropriating for them to understand that they need to bring back. I hate the term jobber. I know people do. It's disrespectful to the wrestlers. I'm not being disrespectful, okay? But that kind. everybody's not a superstar, dude. Some guys need to sit there and just get beat by the talent that's what we grew up watching so then you do fight the guys that you're trying to build we can say oh that's worth it because they never touched other than outside altercations because they didn't wrestle each other every single week week after week with a rematch and a different variation of the rematch i get you got globally making it famous that way but you killed the product that way and aew if they're smart will also not copy that formula you cannot make everybody that comes in that ring a superstar that's why I do like the record system that they have because that tells you who's their stars and who's not their stars. Yeah, you're all out here being featured. However, you're not winning matches, right? And there's the reason why, as opposed to us trying to help remember, did he beat that guy or did he have him beat that guy? But why have him beat that guy for no reason that they were going to do anything with him? So um, that's just where I stand with that whole thing. Fair enough. I, just I, to I, wrap up, Raw, yeah. Bianca Belair defeated Ooh. Santana Gear with did the Street Profits on commentary. Ooh, top five. Touche. Touche. Off of one LP. Top five alive. Off of one LP. I'm sorry. Wrong show. Scrap show. <laughs> and in, in, in the main event, we had uh, the champion Drew McIntyre defeat Angel Garza. And there were some weird segments with Bobby Lashley throwing around the tire. Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. He was exercising his right to exercise my brother. Is that something wrong with a brother trying to exercise his rights to exercise? I didn't think so. AEW. Was good this week though. What happened on AEW? AEW was great this week. Shout out to AEW. So starting from the tippity tippity top, we had a match with the Spanish God, mm, Sammy Guerrero versus Darby Allen. Who I'm coming around on Darby, man. I, I, I see have, what they I mean, see in Sammy, mm-hmm. but I'm coming around on Darby. I get it. I'm coming around it. on Darby more than I'm coming around on Sammy Rivero. But that's just me comparing. That I'm that I always see you guys not to compare. So I apologize for being a victim of comparing. Go ahead. Fair enough. <laughs> Matt Hardy had an interesting segment from the Hardy compound where he flipped back and forth between broken and actual Matt. Yeah, I love it. Showed his chops a little bit. That was yeah. amazing. I love that. I love that. Matt Hardy continues to show his versatility. And that's where we thought we were going to get him coming back. But we should have known. Let's be honest, guys. WWE loves their creations. They created the Hardy boys, not that gimmick. So. Yeah, and he got a little rub with it, and it was entertaining for what it was. Uh, moving along, uh, another controversial match this weekend was Kenny Omega defeating Allen Angels, but a lot of people were butthurt that Kenny gave the quote-unquote jobber a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what really we're really nitpicking this. What are we doing, guys? Just what saying, are we really doing? Yeah, well, yeah, there it is. Yeah, they, What do you mean, what are we really doing? They've been doing it. It has been done. Continue. <laughs> 
Scorpio Sky had a segment, so it looks like he's going to get a little bit of a push. And there, it's about damn time. And they're kind of doving into his background and yeah. his character and trying to make you care for him. So shout out to them for that. Yeah, they needed to do that because that was uh, unfair. Orange Cassidy also defeated Jimmy Havoc. That's who I'm coming around on, and I'm just going to leave it there. I love when I'm wrong about a character, so what? Maybe y'all... Okay, maybe y'all fans... Okay, I I, 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 I flux with with Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. I flux with him a lot. Yeah, he's growing on me as well. Uh, MJF had a really good segment uh, updating us on his uh, hangnail, his tragic hangnail situation. (laughs) Hangnails can be... (laughs) Listen, listen. Hangnails and paper cuts, people. Paper cuts and hangnails. That's all I'm going to say. There it is. That guy's going to be a star. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow, his his push continued. He squashed some random brother. Yeah. Well, next. Hated it. We also had a Brody Lee segment where he squashed somebody as well, trying to get him over and establish him as a character. All right. Loved it. <laughs> so we had Kip Sabian in the main event mm-hmm. versus Dustin Rhodes, which I thought they did a really good job of hyping this match. It came out, I think, on the uh, being the elite that Dustin said if he lost, he was going to retire. And they kept driving that point home yeah. all episode, trying to make you care and add some stakes to this main event. Old school wrestling stuff. It and did. it worked. It did. And listen, that's my favorite competitor. Or it, I won't say that. It's not fair because I'm, I'm, I've been a hangman page guy from day one. Okay. I'm very big on. Um, uh, the bastard. Always been a fan of him. I hated he, that he left. But right now, Kip is, is probably my third favorite guy in there that's not named a Dusty, you know, not named Rhodes, to be completely honest with you. I I, I love that guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's That's professional wrestler to me at its finest right there, guys. I'm sorry. I love that guy. But you're forgetting something. It. You're forgetting something that also took No, place. no, no. I didn't forget it. I, w- I, w- I was saving it for last. I was saving the best for last. Okay, because the best for last happened this way. I don't know, guys. I mean, it hasn't been going that well for us. I mean, I've been super down. I mean, Jake, I, I, I really wanted you to win the, the AEW World Title and bring it back to the inner circle. And when you got to focus on the positives, you're focusing solely on the negatives. You know, if we were there, it would have been a completely different story. But you also know there's three guarantees in this life: death, taxes, and the inner circle being on top. It's only a matter of time. Sammy, 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 you are far too beautiful to be looking so sad. Sadness is for ugly people, all right? Next time I see John Moxley, it's gonna happen on sight, I promise you. That way, he can't cheat to win. Is that gonna make you smile? Because it's gonna make me smile, all right, Sammy? I don't want you to be sad, Sammy. I don't want anybody on this call to be sad, because remember, we're the inner circle. And we're going to do the same thing we do every single time something doesn't go our way. Every time we're feeling a little down, depressed, and lonely, we're going to dance! Actually, wait, guys. I got the perfect idea. How about we do a flim flam video? You guys know I love the flim flam. <laughs> I love the flim flam. I don't know, guys. I'm just, I'm just not in the mood. Are you sure, Sammy? Because I didn't tell you this. Whoever does the best flim flam gets a prize. A container of hand sanitizer. Huh? Huh? Hand sanitizer? That's all you had to say, Chris! Woohoo! All right, let's flim flam! Right, papi, that's how you do it. Ooh, yeah! It wasn't that good, guys. Sammy just wishes to be a show off. Enjoy your hand sanitizer, Sammy!
Yeah. Um, it's this inner that is circle. The mess, the next best thing in wrestling to the, being the elite right now. So because, I, bravo, Chris, bravo, now, bravo, just just bravo, yo. I'm sorry, that was okay. Second best thing in wrestling all week was that still uh, still in the big number one though. But <laughs> second best thing in wrestling all week was that, uh, Chris. Oh, so that ended AEW, um, SmackDown. Wanted to talk about it and had to talk about some things. And we'll talk about those things after you tell me what happened on SmackDown. Because the only thing I cared about on SmackDown was, yeah, Sasha Banks. Yeah, but she lost for a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Um, what else I cared about? She did SmackDown? lose. She lost. She lost. She looked she good. She did though. lose. She looked good, though. She, she, I must say well, the, she looked good, the, though. Well, thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. <laughs> <laughs> but SmackDown opened up with Kofi and Big E celebrating their title win from last week, which brought out Miz and Morrison, which brought out Lucha House Party, which brought out they're taking our jobs, aka the Forgotten Sons. And I forgot about them already. They did some things. Yeah, I forgot about them already. I could see though, I could see where an act like that would connect to a uh, certain element of the wrestling crowd, and by certain element, I mean most of them. Of course. Of course, yeah. absolutely. It, so I can it's, see that. It's it's not even a gimmick necessarily that I don't like, but yeah, that's not true. I don't like the gimmick. I, I just I, I don't like the fact you're trying to throw that in somebody's face. A, I don't believe that, and that's been a problem in this country for years. For all the people who go over there and fight for us in the armed services and, and and put their lives on the line for this country, they come back home and not taken care of. But so don't yeah. don't try to portray it from from the portrayal in which you try to portray it from. How many times I use portrayal? I just did it again by saying portray it the way that they did. Okay, I just didn't like it. I, I thought they could have had anything else to do. They could have mixed that in there because uh, you know where, where's been Bobby and all this. Then you want to do something with Bobby Lashley? And again, I know he's on Raw. Okay, but you want to put some people in the service. How come Bobby never got that in the service thing? And, yeah, that's me doing it for the culture, saying, what about Bobby? But if you want to, you know, get him over as big as everybody says he could be, put the American behind him of being a soldier. But you come bring these guys and nobody care about it, the firing guys that people did care about? I'm not sure. I didn't think that was a good idea. That's just me. I, I forgot about the Forgotten Sons. Um, I do like how Miz them played them off, all of them. And the way that Miz is just good at being Miz, Morrison picking right back up where they left off from, you know, a decade ago. And then to me, the MVP of SmackDown was Biggie Langston. Like, their the new day in the ring, cutting their promo before getting interrupted, I thought was absolutely golden, Chris. I agree, man. Yeah, Biggie is a main event player. <laughs> No, you caught that punch. <laughs> Bob, yeah. well played, well played. Yeah, Big E is Don King and Mike Tyson rolled into one. And mm. if you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah he's money. I got to also spend a, a special shout out to my man, you know. Bitch, where's you when I was walking? Now I'm in the game. Got the whole world talking. King <laughs> Corbin, everybody want to cut the legs off. Yeah. Corbin, black man taking no losses. Oh, yeah. Who qualified for the money in the bank by defeating Drew Gulak on this past Friday's SmackDown? Another surprise, <laughs> maybe because the push that Gulak had been getting, I don't know, but it's still Baron Corbin. So there you go. Yeah, they got to keep Corbin strong, mm -hmm. and you can do some stuff with him in the money in the Absolutely. bank. Absolutely, always got to be a big guy in there. What else we have? So Sheamus beat a jobber. They're continuing continuing this push with Sheamus. That's mm -hmm. going to be interesting to see where that goes. The Jeff Hardy thing. Lucha House next week's the comeback story, or the you know. I was there for that Orlando one. I, you know, I told you my infamous story about peeing on a guy next to me as, as I was in the stall using the bathroom as the Hardy Boys music hit. Um, and even how they tried to edge out Matt in some of the videos, I thought that was, I don't know. We all know who, who was there. Let's not treat Matt that way, WWE. You know what I mean? Not that they edged him out, but you, if you looked at certain times, they would shift the, they would edit the, the or crop the video where he was pushed over you know, to, to the side. And they would say, oh, my boys are back. You know what I'm saying? As opposed, you know, even when the guys were talking. So just for me, um, I thought I did like the segment. It, you know, my thing is, as a wrestling fan, fans give up on wrestlers all the time. And I'm unfortunately, I, I, when I say give up, I don't mean that. Like, I wish nothing but the best in health and everything for Jeff Hardy. It's just at this point in time, with a, like a man with a woman or a woman with a man, I can't trust Jeff Hardy for me. That's always been the issue with Jeff Hardy. You know, there was a time, what, about 11 years ago, right before he gracefully bowed out at wwe he was the hottest thing in wrestling mm -hmm. they had finally gave him the push and the fans responded to him like he was a top guy and 
you know, I, I, demons I just wish demons. the best for him as a person. Demons yeah, I wish demons. the best for him yeah, as a person, exactly. yep, regardless a person. of all this. And sometimes yeah. I think the best thing for a person is getting away from the business. We go back, I'm not sure if you saw, and many of you I know have seen, the the Vice City, uh, Chris Benoit story that was elegantly uh, uh, narrated by Chris Jericho. And they said, yo, maybe somebody who was that hurt should have just left the business. And that would have maybe <laughs> saved, you know, Christopher Benoit. You know what I mean? So uh, I think some people just need to step away. But unfortunately, the truth and, and the thing that people do hate about the WWE, Chris, is these contracts that these guys sign. It's like, you know, just to cross-reference with the last dance and the Scottie Pippen contract, seven years for $18 million? That's insane. But these guys be signing. I never go back to Hogan's Knows Best. And he signed a 10-year contract with WWE when this is on. This course is about 10 years ago at this point. So that contract's probably over, probably got a different deal, whatever the case may be. But my point was, in that deal, I will never forget it, okay, was if something happened to Hulk Hogan, his kids had to fulfill certain obligations in that contract because of that money was already given. And they already paid. And I, and I know that also when it came with, the, you know, the late, great Eddie Guerrero's passing, we got Vicky... Not because of them actually wanting Vicky. I think it was some, it was in the contract in there that, you know, you can't fulfill these promises. Someone in the family has to do this. So um, that's a little bit more, maybe going deeper than some of you guys want to dig. Because y'all want to dig, but you forget that, you know, it, more than six feet, you know, you can dig a body. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, everybody stops at six right feet. Alone. I don't think they all stop at six feet. You know what I'm saying? That's just six feet. Y'all don't even think they all even go six feet. Some of them go three. <laughs> be cheating. Yeah. Out there cheating people. And they're still in them watches and, and, and wallets and rings you're leaving there, them, too. So all of them. The just flowers, too. that out there. Yeah. So Lucha House Party defeated Miz and Morrison on a, a more uh, less somber note. <laughs> my kids love them, dude. I don't know, know why. I mean, kids, yeah. my, my kids love Lucha House Party, love Big Show. They love weird, weird people. I'm I'm just glad they're not riding out on lawnmowers. That's yeah, progress. They, they <laughs> That's right. He even spoke this week. I was shocked. I said, hey, that boy talks. Hey. <laughs> He said, he speak, you say you 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 did a tour of Mexico. What did he say? He said that's not what he said. Like that, that was golden. Go ahead. That was good. That was good. Uh, you alluded to earlier the uh, the beautiful Sasha Banks took an L to mm. to uh, Miss America Lacey Evans, so she mm-hmm. did not qualify for the Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. A little bit of controversy there, but yet we know we all know where that story is yes. heading. I still think somehow, some way, Sasha yes. ends up with the briefcase, Ooh. and that's. Ooh. That's that's what I think. Somehow, I like some that. way, I like that somehow, some way category or scenario, shall I say? Um, like it, and uh, I like it all. Even the little short, short, shorts uh, Lazy Evans had on this past week. She's getting her short. Either she got a butt injection or she got shorter shorts. Go ahead. Probably a little bit of a, a little bit of B. Yeah. Uh, we had the uh, women's tag team championship with uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeating Cleveland's own Dana Brooke <laughs> and Carmelo to re- Carmella rather to retain their titles. Mm cheap pop but it's not it's cleveland it's okay and moving on to the main event of the evening which yes. this is why i was somewhat disappointed okay. with smackdown might yes. be they hyped up this 25 yes. year celebration of triple h for a few weeks mm-hmm. and i thought that it was something that was going to be woven yeah. into the show yep. or as a matter of fact i thought the whole show was going to be, be surrounded yeah, yeah. Up with Triple H and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe show some of his past matches, some of his greater moments. Mm-hmm. And it just turned out to be this weird, mm-hmm. disconnected 15 minute talking mm-hmm. segment between him and Sean Mike, which mm-hmm. it would have played better in front of a live audience. Not saying it would have been better, right. but it would have played better mm-hmm. because people would have respectfully yeah. laughed yeah. when they were trying to give give the gags just yeah. off respect for H and uh, mm-hmm. Sean Mike. But it was weird, man. And the whole DX thing, you know, DX was cool because it was edgy and it was irreverent. But now both of these guys are literally part of the establishment. So it doesn't have that same cachet. It just seems like two old dudes just out there talking and making bad jokes. Well, I'm with you on that. Even where Vince called him Paul when he came out there and said, Whoops, you know, I said it. But that's the second time he had said it um, in, in that part. But I just didn't. I was like you. I thought, okay, here's Triple H's 25th anniversary. The, the, they came out with the commemorative belt that just came out for him to honor that as well. And being 25 years. Um, having this being advertised. Having the special graphic that was brought up. I loved it. With the, I'm like, wow, you can go back to Roman numerals for Triple H, but you can't give me Roman numerals for WrestleMania? A little lost in that one. <laughs> I was. I, 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 that's stuff that I noticed. Like, 
historically tells me WrestleMania is Roman numerals. The last two years, it's either don't have a number or you add a number instead of a Roman numeral number. But you can put it for Triple H, which, okay, I'm a Triple H mark, okay? But overall, that segment did die. And as a Triple H mark, I didn't, okay, I guess you're right. It would have been played better on a, they could have done this cinematically. They're doing everything else cinematically lately, right? In, in some things, you know, so why, why not produce that segment then? As instead of having them go out there with the loud crowd, yeah, I got it. It was okay. The guy came with the mask and took the water because that's unsanitary. I got those kind of inside things, but it just didn't work, Chris. Like, most wrestling fans don't know how to decipher Roman numerals. <laughs> I want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> God dang it, there's Google. Okay, God darn it, there's YouTube. If you don't know, you got two universities that are free. Okay, we all got smart yeah. watches and smartphones, and you know you can ask. I'm gonna say because if they say it, you know what I'm saying they'll teach you or give you a link to go learn it. So no, dumb wrestling fans, that's not the case. But with all that being said about SmackDown, before we get into the, the, one of our last topics of the day and, and another topic we get about it here real fast, what is your overall letter grade for the week in wrestling? I'm just going to bypass, you know, if you got anything great. that You, you, you just you love NXT this week, so give me just your quick synopsis of what you love about NXT. Just your feeling on NXT, I won't interfere, and then we give our belt grade for the week in wrestling. Yeah, this was my favorite NXT since this whole quarantine thing went down. And it might have been because it was very dream centric, which we'll get to that momentarily. I like Keith Lee coming out and helping him out at the mm-hmm. beginning of the show. Absolutely. I, I, I like I like when the brothers always link up because yeah. if it was real life, what's going to stop Apollo Crews and Cedric Benjamin and Kofi Kingston from yeah. going ham in the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Then they'll they'll thug it out between them. You know what I mean? Right. So it was realistic. I like how the, the Damian Priest attack played out. It, it, it added another layer and it added some steam to the North American title match that they're going to have next week. That was a really good piece of business. And again, I like the bookends with the dream. And uh, what was the old boy's name that came out to randomly help the dream for no reason? I can't think of the man's name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I I just, yeah, it was just a a really coherent and consistent show. And this was the best piece of business they've done since quarantine. So I just had to send a special shout out to NXT. No, I'm glad you did. I I didn't want to forget that because I actually thought it was the better of all the shows as far as wrestling was concerned for the week. Okay. And stories progressing for the week because, again, I will continue to always say, you guys, wrestling is what? Let's say it all together. Hashtag wrestling is storyline. Okay. So, um, best of all the shows to me uh, in, in that retrospect. And, and just a little uh, uh, honorable mention, guys, because we don't talk about it here. Uh, it's just time consuming and whatnot. Uh, I think you should all be watching NWA Power, the return to Crockett Cup. I just told you I'm a 45 year old wrestling fan, and I tell you this right now: I grew up off the Crockett Cup, and I and I love what they're doing over there in the NWA over on YouTube. Uh, Chris, overall for the weekend wrestling though, I, and my grades are going up on the quarantine level. This is this is the hashtag Stay Home, Stay Safe belt grade. All right, this is what we got, not what the you know what we got. I'm going to give them a four out of five. Again, my favorite TV title, Arn Anderson TV Championships. It's on TV. It's something to do, and it's progressive, and it's not completely boring. Yeah, they're missing, but it's still entertaining from all shows. I, I'm i enjoying wrestling while I'm at home. I agree, and I'm going to go – I'm going to give it three out of five, Juventud Guerrero WCW Cruiserweight Championships. While nothing particularly historic or groundbreaking happened this week, I was thoroughly entertained. Moving on, uh, belt grades, it, it gets it, it, important there because it's it's wrestling. It's what we have. And speaking of belts, speaking of titles, guys, starting next week, I have put together a show for you. When I mean you, I mean wrestling fans, wrestling empirists, and wrestling enthusiasts about titles. Belt Kings, you know who we are. We've read it, had us up there front page. We've been mocks and memes. We've been on WD.com or in magazines. Uh, the, 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 the movement in the DMV uh, wrestling page, you know, all included is, yeah, I may say Belt Kings, meaning my collective group of friends and guys that I'm, I come to know. But if you're in that group, this is for you. Belt Kings Radio presents championships. Uh, in-depth look at the titles you love the most from a perspective of the wrestling mind, one of the greatest pure wrestling minds I know, and nephew Corey from the wrestling marks of excellent. You know him. He is a sneakerhead. He is a belt emperor. He is all things titles and all things that's equally loving wrestling. Um, So this is going to be a show for the fans by a fan. Okay. Narrated by yours truly. Belt Kings Radio presents 
championships. Your favorite belts, the craftsmanship, who wore it, your best matches from that championship, keeping you happy from now until the end of time. Look for that soon on Fox Sports Radio, 1340am.com. But moving on uh, to this week and, and, and the week in wrestling. And, bef- and before we get serious, I want to go back to my favorite guy. And I want to pose this question. Because we had the 25-year anniversary for Triple H, Chris, uh, of him being here. I, I, I did love some of the things they did with going back and showing you, man, you lost a lot of matches. You know what I mean? And <laughs> Stephanie calling and getting on to him. And you lazy eye. And he hung up the phone. She said, hey, what's going on? I did think some of it worked besides the McMahon part, okay, that was very strange to me. But I call him, they, they're, he's known as the King of Kings. And it made me think. And I want to ask this question. Should it be a conversational piece that Triple H is the best ever? Now, hear me out. I didn't say your favorite. You know, people people get confused when you say, who you think's the best? You got to pause. That's a, that's, a, that's a loaded question, Chris. And the best in which regard, right? Because we're intelligent wrestling fans. This is the show for the intelligent fan in you, in me, is... My favorite, it's not always the best. I always use the analogy and the example of in the NFL. My favorite quarterback of all time is Randall Cunningham. I don't think I've ever loved or seen anybody as good as Randall Cunningham. However, I don't think Randall Cunningham is even the top 10 best quarterbacks of all time. Okay? Someone of my elk, I put John Elway. I put a, a you know a, those kind of guys in that elk. Uh, um, a Tom Brady. So when I say the best ever... I'm not saying he's my favorite because I've said before, my favorite is Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, okay, The Rock even, okay, Dusty Rhodes, Ultimate Warrior. I have an affinity love for more in my heart than Triple H. But it made me think, should he be considered the greatest of all time? Now, we're talking accolades. We're talking in-ring ability, okay? Because I always tell people, when you put someone on a list, you got to have a criteria. Anybody can have a list. What does your list consist of? So to me, I put that list like this, Chris. Five most important things. To me, a professional wrestler does to make them the greatest. How good were you in the ring? Okay? That's first. You got to be a good wrestler. You have to be good in that squared circle. Okay? Then I go things that we do in all sports. How many championships has the guy won? I don't want to interweave and, 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 you know, try to move out of the way uh, of the question of, well, he married Stephanie McMahon. And that's, I, who wouldn't have? Okay, and I also don't think that this man, Vincent McMahon, who we may believe and even I believe is out of touch lately, was so dumb for his company. He would let somebody be in charge to ruin it if he didn't think the guy knew what he was doing. Okay, so let's leave that there. So how many championships? How good were they in the ring? How good were their mic skills in the ring? The people they danced with, that means historic matches that you can remember. Okay, from this guy. Okay, and their longevity. Those are the five biggest things in wrestling. Because if you can have all five of those things, then you want to go ahead and put, if you want to add a number six, which a lot of people put number one or number three, is did they sell? Did they sell merchandise? Well, Triple H, he may not have never been a top earner, but he's been a top earner guy in the company. So I ask you that question, Chris, because I don't honestly know, but I think I'm close to putting Triple H as the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Judging on your criteria, there's certainly an argument to be made. This is, like you said earlier, this is a loaded question because I I break this up into a couple of tiers. It's kind of like, it it reminds me of hip-hop. Okay, who's the greatest rappers Mm -hmm. of all time? But who's the greatest lyricist of all time? Like, it's two different different qualifications. You know what I mean? He's the greatest lyricist of all time, but Tupac is the greatest rapper of all time. Jay-Z's not in that conversation like Chris Chris Rock said. (laughs) He just elevated above best you know it's just that's just jay-z then it, then the list begins but go ahead <laughs> but that that's how that's how i break this down man and i give more there's differences between who drew money and who was the best wrestler yeah. and I, I i skew more towards who drew the money because that's at the end of the day it's about putting the butts in the seats it is love triple h I can't put him on that top, top tier. When I say that top, top tier of the modern era, I'm talking about the guys that are always mentioned when we talk about the Mount Rushmore's, you know, the Flair, the Hogan's, let's, the Rocks, let's, This is the why Austin's, I want to bring this debate to the, to the, the floor. The Dusties. Why? Why, why can't you put because him he, there as far as what you just said? Because he didn't draw on that level. 
How do he we draw the level okay. of the rock? Well, no, of course, of course not. Okay, so you're so now if you're speaking drawing ability, then okay, he's not there. He he's not a yeah. he's not a Hogan. He's not a rock. No. He's not a he's he, he's not an ultimate warrior, right? But I think money's no, or, different. But I think money's different. So we can make, he might be an ultimate warrior because inflation and you know what I mean. Long and, and longevity. And I wouldn't longevity. necessarily put warrior there because right. of the longevity. Right. Same same reason yeah, I wouldn't he, put Batista no Austin, in there as well. He's no rock. He's no Cena. No. no. No, he's no take. But he's on that. No, but he's no. he's right. But he's, he's that second tier. He's that very next tier, right, right there with Savage right. and Bread right. and Sean. HBK and right. King, and King and King Iceman Parsons. You know what I mean? He's yeah. right oh. there on that very next level. <laughs> Wait, I throw that in there. I love you, my brother. I love you. Respect. <laughs> All right, put the fist up, damn it. Put the fist up. Right on. <laughs> Shout out to King Iceman Parsons. I'm being facetious, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. He's really he's right there at that next level. I'll throw Jericho in there as well. He's right at that next level. And I would also make the argument that he's the best B side of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you I, understand I what I mean? Agree. Absolutely. I, I agree 100% yeah. that he's the best B side of all time. Okay. In my and opinion, he, I think he is the king of kings. I think based on the criteria I, I gave, besides drawing ability, he checks every box, number one or number two. And when you make that box, Chris, if you even if you put what you just said, um, uh, we just said it. I'm sorry. Excuse me, guys. It, you know, selling power up there. If you put if you put ten categories in a box, right? About professional wrestlers, you put that add whatever ten things you want to add. I guarantee you, he's number two or number three or number one in every category. And how many guys can we say that about the rest of them? And I don't think we should hold the Stephanie McMahon thing against him they because do. it takes us a particular set of skills yeah. to be able to bag some rich Yoni. So that's got to go as and part of self. his legacy. And it is self. what it is. And it's self. Yeah. You bag the boss's daughter. That's bullshit yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So while I, I don't know if he would be the number two guy if he hadn't done that, I still think he would be very influential backstage mm-hmm. just because that's just how he's built. built. He, he decided from yeah. an early age to dedicate his life to this thing. He sat under the learning tree of Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. Scott Hall, uh, uh, Shawn Waltman, Shawn Michaels, for I mean, the best I mean, wrestling minds ever. Back there still. You, you tell me, if Undertaker was this, was this locker room guy, well, he was there in the locker room with Triple H the whole entire time as well. Okay? Yeah. So never heard no fights with Taker and Triple H in the back. <laughs> no, always respect. He had when Ric Flair came in, he put himself up under Ric Flair. Yeah. You know, Rick. You know, Rick probably loved to get the game because Rick liked to talk. Yeah. And then he was McMahon's. He's number two for all yeah. intents and purposes. He's yeah. number two. So you know, he spent time shadowing Vince and picking his brain and and, and absorbing everything that well, he could. One, so I say Cena. All time? Yeah, I think Cena's Vince McMahon's number one under number one guy. Right oh. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, Cena's, oh, I yeah, looked at yeah, what Cena yeah. was to what Cena is, and he's many. He's many Vince McMahon in a sense. All the stuff with yeah. with, with the Total Bella show, I saw. I seen it. That's just. I love Cena as a wrestler, even as a person. But as the person, as private life person, he had to get off TV. He was a real dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm putting yeah. him number one, and, and, and of course, it can be me being the fan. But I, I think sometimes. Fans have to be honest. Yeah, we know fan stands for short for fanatic. Okay, so I'm fanatical about him, but not really. I, as a fan, I think real fans have to be realistic at some point, right? You add, and you know, I've never said Michael Jordan did it by himself. I was number one of those guys. Man, he didn't need nobody. He got there by himself. Blah 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 blah. I almost, it, I've never even heard a Jordan fan ever say those things. So when people get that, oh, wait, it's Jordan. It's, no fan ever said Jordan did it by himself. We just loved him so much. You didn't hear nobody else's name. You assumed that. Okay. So the same thing with Triple H here, guys. I'm sorry, Chris. He, He's number one. I'm taking my fandom aside. What has he not done in this business? He's continuing to try to help the business in NXT where people were, people don't even watch WWE product, but we watch NXT. That now this man went from being booed because they thought he got his way by having the boss's daughter is being cheered because of what he's done with NXT, Chris. And that's funny. You took the words right out of my mouth, Mike. I was going to say that I think that his post-ring contributions are going to be much more momentous than his actual anything that he did inside the ring with NXT. And, yeah, he went from... I saw the shift a couple of times. He shifted a couple of times because there was a point in time where he was considered universally the best wrestler yeah. in the world. Yeah. The McMahon Helmsley era comes yep. in the, the reign of Triple H, then everybody on him. And now they love him again because of NXT and everybody's tired of Vince's shit and wants Vince to step down and pass the reins over the hunter. So I've seen this arc from him. And 
you got to respect him. He literally went from slob or what was it? Uh, pig farmer matches or whatever the hell it was to he's literally the game. Billy Jim. Yeah. He is the cerebral assassin. Yeah. He's, he's, he's more looked at as the bigger influencer of DX more than Shawn Michaels. Okay, he took she took the X and took it to another stratosphere. He went through the China phase. He there's never been a phase. And to me, I've said this time and time and time and time and time and time again. Rock and Stone Cold will be the greatest robbery in WWE history because it sold the way it sold. But the better in ring product and the better promo yes. product was Triple H yes. and The Rock. It yes. was. It felt like yes. legitimate hatred for each other. The Rock, man, it was like it was that whole. It, it played. It played a part in that as well. But I thought it played better with Triple H. It's one thing being a Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, beer swinging, cursing guy, than being the pompous ass. We can get along with a hillbilly, but nobody likes a pompous ass. And Triple H was a pompous ass. And and that's what made Rock and Triple H to me a much better rivalry in that. So I'm going to put him there now. And I, and I think I'm, I'm willing to welcome any of the base to come bring it. Please follow me at Mike Knox with three X's on Twitter. You already know why I spoke that way because ask the hoarder to date it. Just please get at me. Comment below. Let me know on the YouTube. YouTube.com backslash the game V1. That's T-H-A. Yeah, Triple H reference again, right? I gotcha. Um, and in the, and right now live on Facebook.com also. Wait, like my man Jeremy Johnson said, comment below. Let me know. But I think Triple H is the best of all time it, when, in those categories. I don't think you can put anybody else above him. He is to me the king of kings not named jesus uh chris yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna go rock as the goat not you know just not just because he's the rock and the most electrifying man of all time i mean his accolades speak for themselves and i mean you know top rated segment of all time on raw the mick foley this is your life top rated match of all time on raw the mick foley title change highest grossing wrestlemania main event of all time him versus cena smackdown which literally was the rock named show and him. came about because named after him because <laughs> austin was going to be raw yeah. smackdown was going to be rock they just drew a billion dollars with a uh, fox network you know what i mean and, yeah. and and that's not even factoring in his post wrestling career and what he achieved and i'm going to add the, the color thing into it as well man because we, we I, we've I, had this I, I conversation just don't put rock top 10 in the ring not saying he's a bad oh, wrestler he had great matches. i'm not saying he's a bad wrestler i'm not saying that Okay. He's not. He, he made Mick. He made Mick Foley. When I look at, he made Triple H. He made Mick Foley because of their promos and the ass. He made he Booker T. Uh, he made Honey uh, uh, Hurricane. He made Booker T. I won't. Say, I, those things I can't say. I, I, that's just because the way you, I don't know how you're portraying this. I don't want to say yes or no, but I don't think nobody made anybody. If they put them over, yeah, he helped put over Helms. He helped put over Mick Foley. I don't think he did that for Triple H. I don't I, I don't believe so. Maybe. That's why I love that rivalry so much. Maybe. I can see where you're saying it, but I, yeah. I definitely don't see what yeah, you know. But I'm just saying again, well, in the ring. When I look at when I look at when I say in ring, I mean guys that can go in the square circle. Your Eddie Guerrero's mm -hmm. your, your 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 Kurt Angles, your Brett your Bret Hart's. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even putting Sean, you know, for what it's worth, hold for hold. I'm putting uh Ben Y in that list still. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Triple H Randy so, Orton in that list to me. You know, okay, so what match that Triple Bobby H Eaton. had can can match? Oh, shout out to Eaton. I love the Bobby Even reference. But what match did Triple H have in the ring that could match Rock Hogan or Austin Rock from seventeen and eighteen well, you know, WrestleMania again, respectively? When, now, when you, when, you know again, what I mean? How are we looking at the match? Are we looking at it from the bigness? How big the match was? Excuse me, if you will, so to speak. Or are we talking about from their end ring wrestling product? Because Rock and Austin, Rock and Austin was never uh, was it was always just a slobber knocker. It wasn't a it wasn't a hold for hold good match. Triple H can give you a slobber knocker or a hold for hold match, just like Randy Orton can. And that's why I think okay, that's fair. You know what I'm that's what that, so when I say wrestling, I'm not saying these guys don't do professional wrestling well. I'm saying from the look of professional wrestling, looking like how the Steiner brothers used to make wrestling look when I was a kid. Watching the Steiner brothers was like, oh my god, these twos are doing slams and elbow drops but damn he just picked them up and suplexes that's across the ring you know what i mean and and again when i use the beautiful bobby reference Ethan, here's a here's a guy who looks unassuming and can stump you suplex you uh uh finger four leg lock you and knew his place again i talk about wrestling about i'm a science when it comes to placement in wrestling rings knowing your steps the palm they hit with nia jacks missing the turnbuckle knowing your steps knowing where to not make those mistakes that's what I'm referring to. But moving on from that, and your Triple H and, 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 and King of Kings, uh, and again, and the end of the segment with this is uh, another tragedy 
has hit wrestling in a way. And, and, and we're going to be very sensitive and careful discussing this, this segment, but it's wrestling. It's out there. I feel like we have to discuss it in somewhat. And as the Velveteen Dream controversy, did he or didn't he? And for those who don't know what he did or didn't do, Chris, let him know, please. All right, so this is according to Forbes.com, which if you don't, go support my man, Alfred. I can't yeah. pronounce his last name, yeah. but he's a brother of report. Yeah, friend of the program, too. Come so, on. yeah, thank you, thank you. So, so according to Forbes, Velveteen Dream, whose real name is Patrick Clark, mm -hmm. there was a him. young we've, lady. We've interviewed, we've interviewed him when he was Patrick before he became Velveteen. Just nice. Put that out there nice. <laughs> so there was, a, there was a young lady on Reddit who uh, leaked some not so flattering pictures of Velveteen's dream. So we, so we say, I'm sure mm -hmm. you can pick up on the, uh, yeah, the right. window that I'm picking up on there and saying that she, as a 17 year old young lady was having a uh, flirtatious conversations with Velveteen, not just her, but also some of her classmates, which were 15 and 16 respectively. Some and there was also boys. some, some being boys. Right. And there was also some leak, voice footage yes. that i'm not gonna lie it sound so, like the dream asking her what school she went to now again right. we don't know right. we don't know the context of the conversation we're just speaking on this even though we don't that's know a whole lot we right. felt like it's out there we had to touch on it and that's what we're doing right now now velveteen dream to his credit he has come out and vehemently denied these charges he put out a statement on social media out of character, which I don't think I've ever seen him out of character. Yeah. But he said, and, and I quote, be assured, I did not communicate inappropriately with anyone. A private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge, and I'm working with a third party to look into this matter, end quote. So that was his the controversy that broke late last week. Um, again, know the particulars of this. Unfortunately, it's America, and especially with the with yeah. the elevation of social media you're guilty until proven innocent and even if he is ultimately cleared of these charges that stigma is still going to remain now if it comes out that he did what they alleged that he did that mm -hmm. that's a bad look and that's a totally different conversation right. that we've got to have i typically lean, tend to lean on well let's see how this plays out let's see when we get all the facts and we'll see what happens but yeah this is going to be a stigma because it is there's always going to be a contingent out there that is going to throw this back up in his face regardless if, if he's proven and exonerated these allegations yeah, right. like that's just what it is now it's and all, it couldn't have come at a worse time because no. he's kind of elevating right now and he's making that that title push right and you know mike this is a guy that i think we can all agree on he has the potential to be the next guy like the conversation that we just had prior to this, he's got the potential mm -hmm. to be in that category. Call me up, Vince. We remember that those uh, provocative yeah. tights from the NXT, and we thought maybe could this have been the year, if not for the pandemic, that he got called up. We don't know. We you know still don't know. Um, like we said, being sensitive to the subject uh, and him actually coming out saying he did not do these things. You know, we will not. You know tell you or read you any tweets that came out and the abuse that he has gotten from this. Let's just say this and we will leave it here is that let's just hope for all parties, you know, if this is true, we don't want it to be true because they, they're children. All right. And so for all parties involved, we hope this is false. And he, you know, is a victim of a hack, like been, people been hacked before. Um, some of you guys still have all the pictures of them girls that were hacked. I know I do. Okay. So <laughs> things like this happen. So with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and call this show a wrap for the day, uh, around the blocks of Mike Knox and Chris Platt. Chris, where can they find you at as well this week, man? Cause you got other things coming up this week, brother. I do. So, uh, PC Tunney and I, with the chair shot, we're doing kind of a, uh, anthology breakdown of the last dance we're gonna go over the episodes that we're actually gonna be recording that this evening well this is your invitation this is your formal this is your formal limitation sir you literally just got a formal limitation so we're gonna be breaking down the episodes uh that's gonna be uh premiering sometime tomorrow on the chair shot you can also catch me later on in the week on the chair shot thursdays and as a matter of fact on pot is war it's myself andrew belaz and Mr. Moderator PC Tunney, we're going over the five hottest topics in the wild, weird, wonderful, wacky world of wrestling. So check that out. It's basically first take meets part of the interruption with the volume cranked up to like 25. So it's certainly not safe for work. And if you're part of the PC police, please stand clear. But if you just want to hear some unadulterated guys at the bar talking shit, that's the show for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can also find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, as you can see right below me. 
And make sure you guys go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt we've got something for everybody we've got save tag team wrestling baron corbin sucks king corbin uh jesus did the job and his dad was the promoter so if you got somebody that uh doesn't want to do good business let them know the biggest baby face of all time did the job and his dad was booking the territory so ship it right back in their face and plenty plenty more again pro wrestling tees dot com forward slash the chair shop please I definitely thank you thank get you that please. shirt I, and i won't get any corbin shirts because i love corbin I, I gotta get that a couple of shirts i've seen i checked that i want to get guys and also make sure you check us out tomorrow night as uh fox sports radio mark wrestling marks of excellence and fox sports radio nba correspondent champ creed but in myself we also be dissecting the last dance review from a chicago kids perspective to a kid from new york perspective as well giving you that and again i told you guys belt kings radio presents championships uh coming next week first title uh probably gonna tweet out a uh get some feedback which title y'all want to talk about first but championship want to talk about first but you know who i am make sure you go ahead and download the podcast for the podcast is also available on i heart radio and anywhere you listen to podcasts people listen available on youtube and all over the place tell a friend to tell a friend that i'm back and i'm coming for my crown bitches do not wake up tomorrow morning and say to yourself i love me some me and don't love god that's crazy y'all we out of here fingers